In a year in which the ACC is down, can the Pitt men's basketball team make a final push and finish ACC play strong? Will they at least be considered one of the last four teams in the tournament? What do they have to do to get to this point? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One health game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt! This is the week of February 15th. And this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. And like I told everybody last week, call me Alan Aaron Rodgers because we should have chilled and now we're chilling. Pat Narduzzi, staying at Pitt. What I tell you, not going to Michigan State. It's onward, it's upward. 2020, new decade, new millennium. Well, it's been the millennium for 20 years, I guess. But it feels like a new millennium for the Pitt Panthers. The hype for next year can resume with that defense and everything coming back, including Pat Narduzzi. Pam, I told you be easy. I was I was pretty calm. It was uh, our other co-host here who was freaking out and speaking for the rest of the Pitt fans there. Yeah, what other what other conspiracy theories do you have now, Vince? Is Pat Narduzzi gonna? He's waiting out for another job. He's gonna take in March. What's going on? No, it's just always something in the back of your mind nowadays. Uh, but uh, at least he's not going to Michigan State. Uh, they they found their coach. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But for right now. It's all all positivity. Yes, and we're gonna wow. hold it. We're gonna hold it down, baby. Talk some pit football here in just a moment. But remember, you can interact with us all week long, leading up to our episodes that drop each and every single Thursday at H Two P Show on Twitter. If you want to reach us directly there, you can do that, or you can email us at hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail to pit podcast at gmail.com, or call us. On the Panther line, 412-407-3387. That's 412-407-3387. You could call the show directly. Leave a voicemail. We'll we'll air it if you want. Just let us know. Appreciate all the feedback we get from everybody on all the social media, as well as Reddit, Panther Lair. You know, we're there. Talking Pit Sports. And we are brought to you by... Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today to get your own show started. Pretty Easy Podcast is helping numerous clients sound great and focus on the content of their show without the headache and stress of the production. Pretty Easy Podcast gives you a personal producer each and every show. No worries. A partner in podcasting. It's what you need to get started. That's prettyeasypodcasts.com. Come, what do you say we talk about Pat Narduzzi staying at Pitt to take Pitt all the way in the ACC to start things off, Pam? Because I'm reinvigorated now as a fan. My coach last week, he tweeted out the scene from Wolf of Wall Street, and that, that doesn't get you fired up, nothing will. Yeah, and he was on the ACC network, too, in an interview, probably around 
very similar time that we were recording our show, um, dispelling any rumor saying he was going to be a pit. And then he tweeted that out. Um, I just love when coaches tweet funny things out and show they're, they're part of the people. They get the internet. Yes. And, and excuse <laughs> me while, while if, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to go run through a brick wall for Pat Narduzzi now after that showing on the ACC network and then his social media posts. I, I'm so happy. I think this Michigan State thing, actually, Vince, might have been a blessing in disguise. I'm happy it happened. I think more Pitt fans are excited because they know how committed the coach is now. Yeah, that's always been, you know, uh, the question kind of ever since uh, we hired Coach Narduzzi was, oh, he's just going to be another Paul Christ. And as soon as uh, uh, that Michigan State job opens up, he's gone. Well, it, it's it's opened up and he, and, and he's still here. Uh, you know, whether they offered him the job or not, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, some sources say yes, some sources say no. Uh, but the bottom line is that he's he's here at Pitt, at least for another season, and that's what's most important. I, and also, I think this confirms that the Pitt Panther job, in football at least, much better than the Colorado Buffaloes job, Vince. Obviously, uh, it, it, uh, the guy stayed to stay at Pitt. The Colorado coach, Mel Tucker, he up and leaves to take the Michigan State job. What's up with that? Yeah, Mel Tucker, this guy had a losing record at Colorado last year in his first season. Uh, and in fact, you know, only a few days ago, he, he announced to the whole world that he was staying at Colorado. Mm. So <laughs> thank God this is official. Could you imagine yeah. the stress? Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, why Michigan state, you know, chose to go with him. I, I haven't been following that camp, but um, I, I'm just, I'm just tickled that, that Pat Narduzzi is going to be staying here and he's not going to some place like Michigan State or Colorado for that matter. Yep, and uh, Mel, that's that's crazy because Mel Tucker. I mean, I felt like he was in a good position at Colorado to to do some things, but this this is this just shows a Big Ten job over a Pac-12 job, and then a Pat Narduzzi by association. Pam, the ACC is where it's at if you're a head coach. Well, I think there's so many factors to take into consideration. Um, I think. The division that Michigan State is in, yeah. um, I think that's one of the hardest ones, if not the hardest, the top, most top-heavy, I guess you could say, division in all of college football. Yeah, you've got three other programs I, there that will try to win at all costs. Yeah, and I think – so it's very top-heavy. I mean, it doesn't have the depth of the SEC at all, but it's definitely top-heavy. And I think also for some of these coaching candidates – I. Michigan State's going to get some uh, NCAA violations thrown at them soon. So I think that is something to be in consideration, too. But I think Michigan State, while Colorado is in the Pac-12, Michigan State does have that brand. And I think, um, you know, who knows why Mel Tucker ultimately decided to move on. But, hey, for Pitt fans, it's a good thing that he thinks uh, Michigan State's a better job than Colorado. Real quick, black helicopter conspiracy theory. Maybe Mel Tucker had enough of all the all the weed in Colorado. All the students walking around high and stoned all day. Is that is that possible? Uh, yeah. No, because I think <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's going to be legal in more states pretty soon here. So, <laughs> in, including Michigan. 
Uh, all right. Well, Pat Narduzzi stays, and just like we talked about last week, we can move forward with Pitt football. And, and just in case you need a little bit more hype uh, as to why Pitt football is going to be pretty damn good, we think, next year with Pat Narduzzi returning. This also came up in between the release of this episode and last week's show, and this also had me running through a brick wall. This is Jalen Twyman. I'm guaranteed to come back 110% 2020. Let's go, Panther Nation. Here we come. Uh. And after that announcement, Jalen Twyman set the stage. On December 30th, both Patrick Jones II and Paris Ford announced they're also extending their college careers. And when DeMar Hamlin was granted a fifth year of eligibility, he also decided to return home, making a bold statement for the future of pit football. Oh, baby. Just put, just keep that in your back pocket and just remember that throughout the, the rest of the winter into spring football, Pitt Panthers are coming for it in 2020. And uh, I'm super excited. Oh, my goodness. And Pat Narduzzi gave us a scare, but a little jolt of energy there. And also we have some news on the transfer front too as well, Vince. Yeah, uh, linebacker Kyle Nunn uh, is going to be transferring out of Pitt, and uh, this wasn't a guy that had a whole lot of playing time. Uh, he's a guy that Coach had really praised for some of his work in practice, being an excellent coverage linebacker. But now, uh, not that he was slated to start, but that only leaves Cam Bright, Chase Pine, and Phil Campbell as guys with uh, that I would say a lot of experience. Those will most likely be our three starters next year. But other than that, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys behind them. There's about five guys uh, that that we have: Brandon George, Wendell Davis, Leslie Smith, Albert Tucker, Tucker, and Savantia Dennis. Uh, not a ton of experience with those guys, and those are guys going to have to be relied on as the top reserves. Pam, uh, are you at all concerned about this linebacker death? Because this past year, it seemed like it was the first time in a long time Pitt was able to go maybe six guys deep at linebacker and not really lose a whole lot. Now, uh, looks at least initially, we might be really relying on those top three. Yeah, and going into last year, this was a position group that I had the most question marks about, but um, the – Graduate transfer Johnson played excellent all yeah. year and really I think losing him as well as just another depth guy, I think there are going to be a lot of question marks. But some of these the linebacker group we didn't talk about too much last year. I think that was a good thing. They didn't get too exposed. Yeah. And so I think it is something to watch, but um at least the three starters have some especially Cam Bright is really a good anchor to that defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think Pitt's linebackers you know, are going to step up. I, I'm excited for the for the unknowns as well. And you know, I I think uh, with those defensive linemen in front of you, you're going to look good, and you're going to have a lot of opportunities that uh, maybe some other linebackers in the country aren't going to have in terms of room to move and make tackles. So uh, the pit linebackers will be something we'll keep our eye on as they develop, and the depth chart takes uh takes its form as. As spring is is not too far away, before you know it, we'll be talking about how these Panthers look. But we also need to send out a congratulations, it looks like, here, Pam. Yeah, we have a commitment for the class of 2042. Uh, Friend of the pod, uh, Pat Bostick and his wife um, welcomed another boy 
to their family, Reese Anthony Bostick. Nice. And we got a future Pitt Panther quarterback there. In 20, you said yeah, 20, I hope so. 2040? What was that? What was the? 2042. Yeah, can never start too early. There we go. Hopefully Narduzzi's still around then as well. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, let's uh, Before we get to hoops, I mean, the Narduzzi situation was talked about a whole lot the last week. It's calmed down now. So I wonder what's being talked about around the bars around town. Vince, I haven't really been out. I was traveling over the weekend going to see some XFL football. So what do you say we find out? Yeah, yeah, I, I I was traveling right there with you, Alan. But I, you know, I've been down on the shop floor at work and factories, and there is just people buzzing about this old Pat Narduzzi thing. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Trying to find out what the answers are. Saying. You believe Amiensers thought Narduzzi would actually leave here for Michigan State? Yeah, what's it like? Twenty degrees colder up there. Well, you know, they do got their own football stadium in that. You know, it's even on campus, too. Yeah, but not as many players in that NFL top 100 team all time. You saw all them Pitt Panthers in there. Oh, hell to Pitt. But the answers are so that's what the answers are saying. Uh, everybody really happy that uh, Pat Narduzzi coming back to coach these, these Pitt Panthers. And, you know, you talked about that. Uh, top 100, you know, maybe by the time it's all said and done, there's going to be a couple more on that list uh, from this defense we got going uh, in, in 2020. I'm super excited uh, for this defense, Alan, maybe more than any other defense. Oh, Jalen Twyman, future NFL top 200 for sure. I can't <laughs> <laughs> call me in, 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 what will that be? 2120 when they, when they announce him. That- <laughs> I'll Jeez. I'll be right there watching it. I can't wait. Um, yes, the 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 football team has us excited, but you know what? The promise uh, of the uh, and the hope of the pit of the pit basketball team is still there. March is still alive, Pam. So we must talk some hoops. And since we last talk talked, uh, the Pit Panthers have gone five hundred, but we're seeing some players step up and look better and better each game. And the consistency still not there, like we said, 500. But later tonight, as of this live on-tape podcast recording, they'll take on Clemson and can move forward. And it's still just another week in the ACC where I just don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that Pitt's basketball team is fun to watch. They don't frustrate me too much, as much as they did since the Wake Forest loss. And I'm still holding out hope to be a bubble team. Yeah, but that Notre Dame loss was really tough to watch. That was a game they really should have won there. Um, Notre Dame has been playing better as of late, but that was a game that going into it, you would have thought that they they won. And then they took care of business against Georgia Tech. And you really have to like what you're seeing out of this team. Um, Craig Meyer of the Post-Gazette had a really great article. Um, I believe it came out yesterday or the day before talking about last season uh, Jeff Capel thought his team hit a wall when it came in ACC play, and they're already past that point this year, but how they're trying to avoid hitting that wall and can finish the season strong. So hopefully with more performances from Champagny, um, that he seems to be really emerging as one of the best players on this team, they can kind of avoid that wall. 
don't, there's not a lot of room left for that wall. That wall's going away. You know, Pitt could go right, five which is five. A good thing. Yeah, they could go five hundred the rest of the way, and they're not going to be in the tournament. But I'd say this that at the end of it all, that is you know exponentially better than last season, which is what you were hoping from Jeff Capel's team this year. Yeah, and it just seems like it's hard to tell if they are you know, how much better they are than last year. They're a lot better. But, oh, my God, they're so they're, much well, better. They're, millions of, they're watchable. Well, there were well, times I guess, they could not watch this I guess what I'm year. saying is, you know, it doesn't feel like they've made that big step. You know, it's it's a small step forward. But at the end of the day, when you look at your wins and losses, the wins keep going up and the losses keep going down when you compare year to year. And that's really what's most important at the end of the day. And keeping an eye on the rest of the ACC, it doesn't feel like anybody's surpassing them. Uh, you know, to I mean, you've you've got the mighty falling in some cases in the in this league with like you the likes of UNC, and there is now room for the Pitt Panthers as a basketball school. I think in this conference, where once upon a time when we first joined the ACC, it was looking like dark days for a long time. I think the light is coming near the end of the tunnel. It's not pro- probably not there this year, but I'm I'm seeing it. And with guys like Justin Champagne putting up 30 in ACC play, could you imagine that happening last year with someone like him? No. And with and with the t- the team looking good with someone scoring that much, I'm liking it more and more. And then of course, we haven't even talked Tony yet, who also is on the come up and Jeff Capel's only got better recruits coming into the program this season as it's nearing its end with the last month here. I'm I'm all almost just about ready to call it a success. Not quite, but I'm almost I'm pretty much there, Pam. Yeah, I I absolutely am. The one thing that is a little disheartening at times is the play of McGowan's and Johnson. Yeah. Um, but going into this year, we did not anticipate Champagne and Tony playing the way and the level they were at. So we were thinking that um, Johnson and McGowan's would have to take that next step forward. Um, but I, this season is absolutely a success to me, whatever, regardless oh. of what happens. But you want them to finish strong and build upon this momentum, which they absolutely can. They have so many winnable games left on their conference, their schedule. They do, and I think we really got to see how they finish before we – before and if they really, make a run in the ACC tournament, not even like a deep run, just win a few games. I think we got to see that uh, because, yes, you know, Champagne has been a great surprise. Tony has taken a step forward from last year. But then at the same time, uh, you know, McGowan's and Johnson, yes, they've played great at times this year, but they haven't really shown any consistency. They haven't taken that step forward to be very consistent. And a guy like Terrell Brown, who, you know, we were really hoping he was going to be a big factor this year, hasn't really been um, had much of an impact at all. What were your so, expectations, though, for this team going into this year? Well, Haven't well, they surpassed? I, I guess that? I guess that's what I'm saying is that you know the wins and losses are are getting better this year than they were last year, which at the end of the day is still the most important thing. But at the same, but how they're getting here it is. A, a little surprising. It's not the guys that you would have expected were going to step up and lead this team. And I'm not sure what that says for their player development and the coaching for those players. But uh, you had other guys who were off the radar almost 
stepping up and that, playing well. So that's what I don't. I don't. That's why I can't. But figure McAllen out. and Johnson have played well in spurts this year. In, in spurts, but you know they've also contributed to some of these losses too. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, if Pitt ends up 500 in the ACC at the end of the year, I quite frankly would be shocked. And they are right there. That is very possible. And, you know, when you look at the ACC as a whole, I mean, this is a three-team conference when it comes to the tournament for sure. They're getting three in. And then there's some room for a couple extras for the the stragglers, the back back end of of what this conference is going to be putting out there in March. Is there room for Pitt in that? I don't know. I, I think maximum we're getting, what, five, Pam, you think, from the ACC? And um, I, I think a lot depends. It always depends, like, when you're talking back end of Power Five, how many teams. It depends on the, the mid-major tournaments and how many teams. Like, if there's a big upset in a mid-major, um, then – it would bump one of those bubble teams out. And quite frankly, the ACC is probably one of the weakest right now. So if it, I think it will depend on the, the power fives. You could probably do five or six from the ACC, but honestly, I don't see too much more. And in the past, we've seen the committee give other uh, like non-power five conferences an extra team um, at times as well. It just depends on the selection committee that year. Well, I'm 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 just I'm just happy that it's February 12th as of the recording of this show and it's just at least mathematically possible and the games are entertaining. I'm excited to watch Pitt take on Clemson later. I can't wait to see what Champagny does against them and man, finally I told you I should have been recruiting in Brooklyn Vince well, you don't need to tell me that. Uh, yeah, any, any, I'll take any kid from New York City. Probably, um, it doesn't matter what borough he, he may be from. Even Staten uh, but, Island. Yeah, even even there, don't don't count out some of those courts. A lot, a lot of legendary ballers came from Staten Island. Um, but but uh, right now, Joe Lenardi, so-called bracketologist from ESPN.com. You know, he's got four ACC teams in the tournament. Uh, he's got NC State as one of his next four out. And right now, NC State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Pitt, they all kind of have the same record at the moment. Uh, so, you know, if one of those teams could really rise above the others, I think that's where, uh, you know, you could get a 15 in the tournament from the ACC. Right now, Pitt, 78th. And the RPI at the uh, right now, that's certainly not going to be enough to get it done. They're going to need to go on a, on a big run here. They only got seven games left in the regular season. Uh, and they got, you know, Clemson tonight. We talked about them at Virginia Tech and at Florida State. Uh, you got to think that they got to win at least two of these games, uh, you know, out of these next three to start really thinking that they got a hope and a prayer. Out of, so the nice thing is they do play NC State and Syracuse down the stretch. But out of these next seven games, what do you think? If they could win five of them, do you think they I think got they, a got, shot? I think they got to win at least five. And that, that's a tall order for a team oh. that's been this up and down to go yeah. five and two. And, and I would even argue even still, I think one of those five wins would have to be on the road at FSU. Yeah, that, that win – 
Beating yeah. them twice would just be phenomenal for the resume. I don't, I don't think Florida State's that good, though, personally. Well, you know, the, the one nice thing is that, you know, yeah, it's Clemson, Virginia Tech, you know, those are games that are probably going to have to win. But the games against Syracuse, the games against Virginia, game against NC State, you know, those are teams that are all kind of, you know, fighting for those last spots. And that's an excellent t- chance to rise above them. And so, so the opportunity is certainly there. You, you can't make any mistake about that. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be very tough for this team to to do that. And and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going to be able to uh, give them a spark. You know, maybe it's somebody like Ryan Murphy yeah. coming off the bench who, you know, yeah, he's had some concussion problems. You know, if he could get back into the lineup and just hit a, you know, a barrage of threes and, you know, really, you know, pull, help them pull out a win. Because you look at the games, game against Duke recently, a game, the game against Notre Dame, you know, they were actually able to play those teams fairly close. It was just the other team's three-point shoot, timely three-point shooting that really let them down. Going to need some luck the this last stretch, seven games, when we reconvene for next week's episode, three of those will be in the books, and uh, we'll have a pretty clear picture, I think, by then, Pam, as to what the March hopes are for the Pitt Panthers, but uh, Clemson in just a few hours whenever we wrap this show up. Yeah, and maybe we'll be talking. I mean, I think if they make a run in the NIT, that'd be great for this team. I would love to watch some NIT action with Jeff Capel, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Jeff Capel, and uh, his Pitt Panthers as they continue to grow, and I enjoy watching their basketball games a whole lot. I think beating Syracuse would be the best thing uh, to happen this season if that happens uh, come the end of February. I'm looking forward to that one in particular. uh, Let's take it to the women uh, lost to Notre Dame on Sunday. I said it would make the season if they beat them. Pam, unfortunately, unable to get a win against vulnerable Notre Dame. Uh, and now Duke ahead on Thursday, live on the ACC network at 6 p.m. Yeah, and Notre Dame, they've had a down year, but they're still Notre Dame. They still have elite talent in certain positions uh, on that. So they they kind of just got run out. But like we've talked about before, we want to see these young players have good moments. And Amber Brown had a career high against Notre Dame, 17 points. Um, I think 15 of the 17 were scored in the second half. And Notre Dame came out and just completely dominated the second half. Pitt was actually leading by five at one point in the first half. And Notre Dame just kind of bullied Pitt in that second half there. But it's good to see Amber Brown have a career high. Uh, They played Duke. Duke's been up and down this year. They have been playing better. They're kind of in that two-and-a-half, third tier of the ACC and Syracuse is in the middle of the pack of the ACC, just kind of with Duke there. But the thing about Syracuse, they play them on Sunday. Historically, Syracuse has shot a lot of three-pointers, but they just pulled off one of the biggest upsets this season in women's basketball. They pulled off a huge upset against Louisville, um, almost assuring Louisville will no longer be able to get a one seed in the NCAA tournament, which is big in the women's basketball landscape. Um, like we said, Duke seven and five Thursday, six o'clock. What a great time for a game. I love those six o'clock starts on the ACC network. 
<laughs> I mean, for if you're not struggling to get home from work, Pam. I mean, I know you like. That's to, true. I, that's I know. True. I know you like to end the night early, and that's a perfect time, six p.m. But yeah, watch that one on the ACC Network. Um, I'm a big fan of the Saturday noon. That's my favorite. Yeah, right, I like that one too. Right before XFL kickoff. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, some of these uh, college basketball games, particularly in the men, could last longer than an XFL game, Alan. And actually, <laughs> that's, uh, you don't get to see the kickoff. That's the other thing with the women's games. They're over with under two hours. Uh, women's basketball, women's college basketball typically owns Thursday and Sunday afternoons. Love it. Check it out. Pit Panthers hoops is all over your TV, men and women, over the next couple of weeks. And we'll be breaking it down a whole lot more thoroughly as we progress towards March uh, with, obviously, bubbles in question, the winding down of the women's season as well. See how many W's they could rack up as they close out. And, of course, be watching those young players uh, hopefully, hopefully progress and uh, show some some hope for next season in the ACC, which is very, very tough. What do you say we wind this thing up or wind this thing down? Excuse me. Let's wind this thing down by seeing what they're saying over on the Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. But what? We're proud of this podcast, and thank you for listening. And we love hearing from you at H2P Show on social media. And we also are lurkers, and we go on Reddit, Panther Lair, Twitter. We see what you're saying, Panther fans, and we like talking about it. Like you, Jay Bish, at jbish21, who said, quote, Serious? What does Pitt plan to do when the Steelers look to build another new most likely bigger stadium. Heinz Field is a generic dump compared to most of the NFL stadiums and will be replaced within the next decade. At Pitt Athletics should be looking into a stadium plan. Now, which wrong thing in that whole rant there, Pam, do you want to pick apart first? Because that all sounded like a crazy person talking. <laughs> um, I don't think Heinz Field is a dump. I don't think it's generic. It's state of the um, art. It's got character. What's this person talking about? Yeah, it's got I, the pulse of the city. You feel like it, Pittsburgh when you walk into that stadium. Yeah, I, I've, I've. And this is going to be an unpopular opinion that a lot of people aren't going to want to listen to. But I, you know, I've been to, I'd say twenty-five to thirty-three percent, maybe, of the NFL stadiums, and. I would say outside of Dallas's stadium, uh, I would say Heinz Field is just as good or better See, that's than, where than, I all, than all of the others I that I've been to personally. I, I think the link is a little bit nicer of a stadium than Heinz Field. What, I think, what do you think but, about it's no, better? I just think it's newer, that's all. And there's... Um, I think it just is a little newer and you can feel well, that, but it is newer. It's about three years newer. Well, yeah. yeah. So is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Levi uh, stadium. Well, no, I was going to say, um, uh, so is, you know, splash mountain. I don't know, but, but, <laughs> hey, uh, Pitt, but, but Pitt space Pitt. mountain is, is the oldest ride, but it's also got the longest line too. Well, but it is pit. 
uh, Heinz Field is a lot better than uh, Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> we love Buffalo, but that stadium is rough. Yeah, and then as far as the talking about what what sparks is it is this just the random if there's nothing if you don't have anything to talk about people just talk about a f- football stadium on campus? No, it's the billboard that sparked all the talk again. There's a billboard in Oakland and there's some GeoCities like website that's like newpitstadium.com and trying to make this push, but let's be honest, they just announced what a 250 $250 million renovation yeah. and there was no talk of an on-campus stadium. It's not happening. And it shouldn't. Does it need to? Oh. Well, I, I, I'll agree with that. One thing I think there is some, some, something worth talking about is uh, if the Steelers would decide to build another stadium. Uh, in high, uh, Three Rivers was only 30 years old whenever it was imploded. And I believe we, we just came up on, what, the 20th anniversary of that? 19 or 20, uh, yeah. Yeah, the 20th anniversary of the implosion. Um, now, I, I'd suppose it is possible that, you know, Heinz Field only being 20 years old, that maybe in another 10 to 20 years that the Steelers could decide to build a new stadium. And they could build it out in the suburbs somewhere um, and build a, a huge stadium that's a big dome uh, in an effort to get the Super Bowl. But, you know, with all the real estate development that they did in that area, it seems a little foolish that, you know, you finally build up this area and then you're just going to leave. They're not going anywhere. If anything, they're going to pour money into renovating Heinz Field at some point. And who knows, in the next 20 years, they might be building stadiums in the sky that float. You don't know. It's 2020. Anything what about can sub- subterranean uh, stadiums? I'm That's not, something nobody's talking about. Yeah, but then you're going to have to worry about all the underground people and, and encroaching upon their kingdom, and I don't want to go into that. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast that we might have to start someday. The coming underground kingdom war. <laughs> but that's that's down the road. What, what Well, what if they do renovate the stadium and it takes them a whole year to do it? And, you know, you can't play during the renovations. What would Pitt do? They're not going to make it like that. They, they These renovations are done in such a timely manner. I also think there's a scenario, say in 10, 15 years, the Steelers do build a stadium elsewhere. They just, Heinz Field is still Pitt's. <laughs> what? Yeah, I guess Don't so. laugh. Guess it's a happen. fine stadium. It is a damn fine stadium. That I very much enjoy going to, and it's easy to get to, accessible from anywhere in the city. You know what? If you're a student, you can hop on a bus for free. You don't even have to worry about calling an Uber or driving yourself. I think that's pretty easy. But yeah, that's just me. People like to talk on the internet, the pitternet. We love reading it. Keep it coming at H2P Show. Anybody have anything left as we wind down? I'm ready for this Clemson game. Yeah, a, a joint stadium owned by Pitt and Kenny Chesney. How about that? Oh no! Wait till the stone. <laughs> wait till the stones get w- r- uh, finished with it. That might we might have to have another conversation. Hail to Pitt! Hail to Pitt! Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, you can. 
call us. We do have the voicemail open 24-7. Love hearing you. 412-407-3387. Call and leave a message. We'll play it on the air. And we'll keep talking to you on social media at H2P Show. Subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week talking more Pit Panthers here on the Hail to Pit Podcast. Until then, Hail to Pit, everybody.